today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Just a couple of days away from the uh, federal election. Monday is voting day. If you did not vote in the advanced polls uh, this past weekend, uh, get out and vote on Monday. If you don't have a ride, call hit whoever you want to vote for. Call that con- their their office, their election office. They'll they'll get you a ride. Don't worry about that. Just get there. And uh, make your vote count, and then uh, be listening uh, that evening when the polls close here at 900 CHML. We have extensive coverage uh, with our global news team. And uh, locally, of course, we'll have all the results for you. And on the national level, too, with uh, Donna Friesen uh, actually anchoring the, the, the global coverage. And uh, David Aiken and so many other great uh, global folks are going to be involved in that. And uh, our CHML folks are going to be out at all the writings. Uh, checking, getting all the local interest for you as well. But as we head into the uh, the last days of this campaign, um, controversy. Boy, you could, <laughs> what a shock, right? It's been that way through the whole thing. Uh, and a lot of backbiting about what's going on. I, I guess nothing is inevitable in politics, but it looks more and more as if we're probably heading into a minority government, just the way the polls seem to be indicating right now, uh, which has got uh, Andrew Scheer, uh, and Justin Trudeau and 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 Jagmeet Singh, for that matter, uh, musing about how the next government is actually going to be formed. And uh, Mr. Shear seems to think there's a certain protocol that needs to be followed, and I'm not so sure that's correct. I want to bring Henry Jasek into the conversation, professor of political science at McMaster University. Henry, thanks for the time. Uh, great to have you with us again today. Always great to be with you, Bill. Maybe we can get into the list uh, logistics, and I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on this, but uh, with minority governments, it's it's a different set of rules, but there are rules. And uh, as I understand this, and I tried to do some research on this yesterday when Mr. Shear was making his musings that uh, if Justin Trudeau loses, he should resign the prime ministership. Uh, we have a, a Westminster pol- uh, system, par- parliamentary system, which is really an adaptation of what they use in the in in Britain, right? That's for sure. And there are rules here about this, aren't there? I mean, uh, and, and I know that may, some some people may not be comfortable with this, but the, the prime minister is the prime minister until he either resigns or is defeated in parliament. Is that right? That's correct. So that just, Justin correct. Trudeau is, is is still the prime minister of Canada. That exactly for sure. There's always there is always a government, no matter what's happened, no matter what kind of election. We always have a government. <laughs> so, which is which which. Which though many of us think is great, some people may not think that's great, but we always do have a government. And and he is the prime minister until he, the, the House of Commons decides that he's no longer able to to govern. It's yeah, he either resigns. He may say, "I'm I'm not going to fight to hang on because I think I'm I'm not going to be able to do a good job or have the support," uh, or he'll st- say, uh, "I I think I can get a majority in the House of Commons and." Uh, and I can stay prime minister. So that's really up to him how whether he wants to do it or not. And uh, and it is amazing at times. Some some prime ministers say, "Oh God, I, I'm just going to give up. I'm not going to try to put put together a minority government or a coalition government." Uh, and they've lost the will to govern. Uh, and the system says, "Yeah, we can understand that." And uh, but other people say they're going to hang on. So uh, yeah, so Shear has got it really wrong. Shear is making up rules that don't exist. Um, the the uh, the prime minister is the prime minister until he's no longer the prime minister, and it's his call uh, or the House of Commons call uh, to get rid of him. Well, and and you know we don't know all the stuff that goes on. For instance, when the winner of the election goes to see the governor general, but one of the first questions they ask, and I know this from my old civics classes, Henry, uh, right. is can you form a government? 
Exactly. Uh, and, and if the answer is no, well, then what are you doing here? Uh, they've usually done their homework on that beforehand to see whether or not they can do this. Uh, you're yeah. right. You're right. Paul Martin didn't bother to do that. Uh, a number of people have just said, I oh, forget about it because I, I really don't want to form a, uh, any sort of alliances. You know, what's done is done and they move mm-hmm. on. But I mean, yeah. and I guess the most recent example we've got of that here in Canada was uh, in British Columbia when Christy Clark was defeated uh, in right. the last provincial election there. She tried to go back to the legislature and form a government. It didn't work, which is why they had the, the change at the top. That's right. The, the, the problem is generally uh, when we look at the, uh, the landscape, the political landscape, it is very clear that generally uh, a majority of the voters in, the, in, in, in Canada, and, and this is true in, all, in a number of provinces, including Ontario, that a majority are progressive voters. And by that I mean they are willing to support one of the three progressive parties. The Liberal Party, which is mildly progressive. The uh, NDP, which sort of is a middle-of-the-road middle progressive or your standard social, social democratic party. And, and the Greens, which are also a progressive party, but they're way over, you know, farther, farther to the left. Mm-hmm. But, that, but people are willing to move among those three groups. You put those three groups together, and you have a majority of the voters. As a matter of fact, you put the liberal voters together with the NDP voters, you have a majority. Uh, now the question is, do, will you have a majority of, of, of uh, members if you put together the NDP and the, uh, and, and the liberals? That's what a lot of people are talking about. And I think they are l- overlooking something. So let me give it this to, yeah. to our listeners, to, because the, it, I think the people are missing this point. Uh, recently, uh, the leader of the Bloc Québécois said he is not going to defeat or, or support any particular government. This is a Bloc Québécois uh, view that they, they, in our last constitutional crisis, which was in 2008, they behaved the same way. So what you need to do is you don't, you, you, people are thinking, well, 170 seats is needed for a majority. Well, that is not true. What we are have to wait and see how many seats the Bloc Québécois gets we subtract that from 338, which is the total number of seats, and then you take a majority of that, and that's going to be less than 170. And most people are expecting, when you put the liberal seats together and the NDP seats together, they're going to be over that particular mark. So he, what the conservatives can see is that it's not going to be all that hard if Trudeau is willing to have a, uh, an, an arrangement with the NDP. Uh, the NDP has said we'll do just about anything. You know, we'll have all sort. We'll have agreements. We can have a coalition. We're open to essentially keeping the conservatives out of power. So they're willing to deal. And it's all up now to Trudeau. At when he, on election night, when he looks at the returns, is he willing to make an agreement with the NDP? Um, I sus- he doesn't want to talk about it. I suspect he will. But we'll we'll have to wait and see. I, I think part of the confusion here too, Henry, is a lot of people conflate the idea of, of minority government with coalition, and and there are two thirds. There's only ever been one coalition government, federal government here, and that was 1917, and, right. and it's really a contractual thing, isn't it? That's right. You can have different things. You can have you can have an informal understanding that the uh, that the uh, party you're doing business with is going to uh, you know support your agenda but you know what they will support and what they won't support that's what you usually have in a minority government and it means that the 
the, the government can't do everything it wants to do, and it's kind of frustrated, but he has, has to live with it. Some people live with that frustration better than others. One, one, uh, a few, not too long ago, uh, Bill Davis, when he was premier of the province, he had two uh, minority governments. One of them lasted four years. He yeah. was willing to compromise for four years, uh, and he was able to do it. Uh, then you might have a situation where they write an accord together. They don't have a coalition government, but they write an accord, and they'll say, this is what we agree on doing, and this is how long the whole thing's going to last. And the liberals under David Peterson and Bob Ray under the NDP made that agreement That's right, yeah. in, 19, in 1987. Then the third thing, to get, make it stronger, you have a coalition government where the, some members of the smaller party in the coalition will get cabinet posts. Now, that's fairly rare here, very common in Europe, however. Uh, Churchill did that during the war years. Uh, his, his war cabinet and, and uh, that coalition was actually made up of different parties, uh, much to his chagrin. But, I mean, that's, that's what they get stuck with. So th- there's so many different machinations that are going on here. And, and I guess that's when the horse trading comes in because, obviously, there are some things. It, let's, let's assume that it is going to be close. I saw one projection that said both the conservatives and liberals have 130 seats, uh, and which means, obviously, it's a, it's a deadlock. But, you know, you look and say, well, what— Will the NDP support some stuff the Liberal does? Because I know there's stuff in the Liberal platform that Jack Meade Singh and the NDP don't want, they don't like, including right. pipelines, including the NAFTA yeah, they, deal. That, that's one thing they'll have to work out. Yeah. But on the other hand, if, the pro- if, if it was a, a, a Trudeau government once again, uh, probably could count on support from the Conservatives on, on pipelines in the NAFTA deal. So you, you, you kind of go back and forth like this. If it's not really a coalition, you're just looking for enough votes to have something pass, uh, boy, you you really got to ha- count the votes here and make sure that you know you've got everything that's going on and count your ducks and see exactly who's going to support you on one particular issue or another. Yeah, actually, the more stable thing, I, I really think it makes a lot more sense to have either a written uh, agreement or or to have a coalition government because you basically at that point you know you're a lot more sure of what you're you know what's likely to happen so uh and and it's much more predictable and you can carry it on agenda and like you know for david peterson it was terribly successful because he 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 got rid of he didn't do things that the ndp didn't want him to do he was maybe a bit frustrated but he did things that they could agree on. He did it for two years, and lo and behold, after two years, what did pe- the people of Ontario said? David Peterson, you're doing a wonderful job. We're going to give you such a wonderful, you know, wonderful. You've done such a wonderful job. We're going to give you a majority. And then what does he go? He goes in the majority and starts making mistakes. Yeah. A lot of times, <laughs> um, including and, calling an early election after the early election. Yeah, when he had Bob Ray, you know, uh, you know, saying, "Listen, you got to do this or that. Let's let's agree on this." Everybody loved it, but Bob Ray didn't get the credit. David Peterson got yeah. the credit, but he but he threw it away on a majority election. Now, last night I was watching on TV, and they were t- talking about this issue. And who comes in on Kathleen Wynne? Kathleen Wynne comes in and says, "Well, I know about minority government." when I became premier, I had a minority government. She did. When she had her minority government, before she called her election, everybody loved Kathleen Wynne. She called an election, said, we love Kathleen Wynne. They gave her a majority. Her problems began when she had a majority. She started making mistakes. Yeah. And she made a whole bunch of mistakes, and we saw what happened to her last year. Quite frankly, uh, I think uh, I think there's you know there is an old saying in ver- different variations. You know, two heads are better than one, and sometimes you know, uh, or other people say, uh, all of us in the room are smarter than any one of us. And that's the problem is when you ha- when you have one person who's calling the shots, 
they're likely to make mistakes because there's no, uh, you know, there's no leverage on them. There's no, no one to tell them they can't do it. They're the boss, and they, good or bad, they do things. And, and guess what? They're likely to do things that, uh, you know, that are that are that people are not going to like, and uh, because they don't have any check on them. So, quite frankly, I think if you have a coalition government uh, where you have an understanding between the two leaders, you're probably going to have pretty good government. And uh, I don't know if we're going to get that, but I certainly would think. Uh, you know, uh, it, it would it would be nice to see. I, I I really would like to see how that would work out. Because quite frankly, I think Trudeau and Jagmeet Singh could could work things out, and and probably run a pretty good government. Well, in past governments like that, and I say they haven't been official coalitions, but you know they've been a, a working agreement. Uh, this has been some pretty important legislation that's passed. I mean, it was it was the Mike or the uh, Mike. I was going to call him Mike Pearson, Lester Pearson. Always his nickname, right. uh, Lester right. Pearson, uh, and and Tommy Douglas uh, with the NDP that actually got uh, the the Medicare program that we have in this country. Got that through the the, the modernization of the pension plan. I mean, these were all right. things that were done with minority governments. So it's it's not as if it has to be a stalemate all the time. I mean, and that's the great lesson of uh, you know over the over the you know from sixty years ago. Uh, is that Mike Pearson? I will always call him Mike rather than Lester B. Pearson, but Mike Pearson. Would, but Premier Pearson, uh, you know, had two governments. They were both minority governments. He depended on Tommy Douglas and the NDP, and they did all sorts of great things that people absolutely liked. So when P- Pearson handed over the you know the the government to to Pierre Trudeau. Pierre got a big uh, a big majority because people looked back and they said, you know, from '63 to '68, the government's really been great, and they once again they rewarded the senior partner in this case the Liberals and uh, didn't you know didn't didn't give any much credit to Tommy Douglas who I think deserved a heck of a lot of credit for that, but he didn't get it, and and so. Uh, so it's you know I I think it's in the liberals' interest to have have a coalition government as, as a way of regaining their popularity. Clearly now uh, you know the liberals have lost, and I'm looking at the overnight surveys that have just come in. Uh, you know the the liberal party has lost about about ten percent. Uh, you know it had about forty forty one percent the last time around. Uh, and it's down. It's down to thirty-one percent now. So it's it's lost twenty-five percent of its support since the last election. It needs a way. It needs to get back. And I think one good way of getting back is ha- run a very consensual uh, coalition government. And uh, it's a way for them to come back. And uh, you know, his father did it. His father it didn't have a coalitional government, but he had a minority government that he was very astute in seventy-two to seventy-four. He worked once again uh, with the NDP. Uh, they did some things people liked. They rewarded Pierre Trudeau in uh, in '74 and gave him a, his second majority government. And I think uh, he should look to see w- what his father did in this situation, and maybe even do him one better and have a coalition. We, we a couple of things I wanted just to get on the table here, maybe to circumvent some of the talking points that are going to come out. Uh, yeah. it, it is constitutional to form a coalition. I, I mean, you know, even if Absolutely. Andrew Scheer has two more seats than the Liberals, and the Liberals say, "Well, yeah, but I've cut a deal with these guys," then they control the House of Commons, and it's quite within the rules. I know. I know when they tried to do that with uh, with uh, Dion and and Layton and and Ducep some years ago, uh, Stephen Harper said, "And it's just unconstitutional." Of course, that you know, this is a constitutional crisis. No, it isn't. Uh, uh, and, yeah. and of course, he prorogued the Parliament to make sure they couldn't do that. Uh, which was at his a tool that he could use too. So it is vi- viable. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but right. it is viable if they want to do that. And I don't know if they've had discussions about that or not. But the whole thing here, the end game, I guess, Henry, is who has the most votes that they can control the House of Commons. 
And if they if they say, well, we got 178, and that guy's only got 131, guess who wins? Yeah, that's right. What's the majority rules in in the House of Commons, not in the population? And you know, suppose the the conservatives get. And right now, I'm looking. Oh, they're they're virtually tied with the liberals. Well, let's suppose they get even one percent more popular vote than the liberals. Well, they would only have 32 percent of the population that doesn't give that no that should not give them the right to run a major to run a, a government as if it were a majority government now i know the the uh, the sheer arguments are 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 repeating arguments that sort of that uh, harper made back in 2008 and uh, you know they were i think those arguments were wrong then and they're wrong now now the interesting thing what happened back in 2008 is that really uh it was they. It was Harper who really wanted to be. Uh, we really wanted to be the government, and actually, uh, it was the liber- liberals who actually caved in to him, where he prorogued this, prorogued the uh, the legis- the House of Commons, and Dion, who was the leader, together with Leighton, the NDP leader, said, "Listen, uh, we can get rid of Harper, and we can have we can have a, a liberal government with with the support of a smaller NDP." But the uh, but the Liberal Caucus said, oh, no, 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 we don't want to do that. We got this great star on the horizon. We're going to make him our leader. That was Michael Ignatoff. And, of course, of course uh, he became the worst uh, leader <laughs> of the Liberal Party in, in, the, in the country's history. And, I mean, how could, you know, the, the Liberal Caucus completely lost their nerve. Uh, they completely misjudged the Canadian people, and they thought that, you know, this, they had this great star when, in fact, they had this great dud. And and what happened? The end result is you then had from uh, 2009 to 2015 you had a Harper government, which could have been a liberal, you know, liberal governments. But the liberal, you know, the liberal members of Parliament at the time just threw threw away the uh, advantage they had. This is going to be a big debate on uh, on Monday night as we get to start looking at the numbers. But just as yeah. as you've mentioned, I just want to reiterate for our listeners: it's the Parliament that selects who the Prime Minister is going to be. It's not exactly. the, the the popular vote gets them all in there, and then they right. vote. And of course, if it's a majority government, of course they can form the government because they've got more people than anybody else. But but right. that's what this comes down to. And if there are more people that don't want Andrew Scheer to be prime minister than do, I mean, of the elected officials, then he's got a problem. And and, yeah. and of course, like you say, this is all a moot point if we get a majority government. But that doesn't look likely at this stage. Henry, no, it does uh, not look likely. Always great to get your perspective on this. Uh, I'd like to think we solved everything, but I'm not so sure that we have. We're going to have to wait till the dust settles, I guess, on Tuesday morning to find out what's going on. Well, I think it's important for the for the re, for the listeners to understand how our system works and not to be taken in by this nonsense that it's the party with the most uh, uh, seats on election night that becomes the government. That that's totally untrue. It's a majority of the seats in the House of Commons. That's what matters, and they they need to keep their eye on that. Well, and we will as we start counting the votes on Monday. Thanks again, Henry. We'll talk soon. Okay, my pleasure, Bill. Henry, Henry Jask, of course, from McMaster University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.